You take care of people. Let H&R Block take care of your taxes. Have the specially trained tax pros at Block Advisors by H&R Block find you every available credit and deduction and save up to 30% compared to the cost of a typical accountant, plus 100% accuracy guaranteed. Visit blockadvisors.com slash caregiver today to get started. Average savings based on national average fees for federal Form 1040 plus Schedule C and one state filing in the latest available 2020 survey conducted by the National Society of Accountants. Pricing may vary. See blockadvisors.com slash guarantees for full details. Night racing is back at Richmond Raceway. This spring, top NASCAR drivers like Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, and Virginia's own Denny Hamlin will battle under the bright lights. And this historic track also offers a rocking infield experience with unparalleled access to your favorite drivers and one of the best tailgate scenes around. For a weekend of friends, family, and amazing short track action, head to Richmond Raceway, March 29th through 31st. Get tickets now at richmondraceway.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. From your morning podcast to your afternoon playlist, State Farm knows you personalize your entire day. And that's why State Farm helps you personalize your insurance with the State Farm Personal Price Plan. It offers coverage options that help protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Garrett Wilson. Wow! What a catch! Touchdown, Jets! That kid's amazing. Gibson on the return. Near side. I don't see any flags. Gibson inside the 30. Hits the Jets. And he's going to go! Jets win it! Touchdown, rookie Xavier Gibson. Game over. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinn Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen. Thank you. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time to answer your mailbag questions. So for that, we bring in our friend who is the editor over at JetNation.com, Mr. Glenn Naughton. Next question comes in from Damian Shaw. He asks, I know the Jets should trade down, but I'm wondering what it would take to trade up a couple of spots if, let's say, the Jets really wanted to get Joe Alt. Also, if the Jets don't trade down, what kind of package do you think they could put together to get back into the second round? So I'm looking at the draft value chart, and it really depends on where you think Joe Alt would go. So let's say you think that Joe Alt could be available at number seven with Tennessee, right? Looking at the points on the draft value chart, the Jets jumping from 10 to seven would be 200 points, which is not really that big of a deal that would be a third round pick. So maybe you could move up and get Joe Alt for a third. Maybe you'd have to throw in some late round pick as well. I would tend to think that it's better off, as you said, that the Jets trade down and get extra picks and pick a different lineman, whether that's somebody like Tali Isfawaga, JC Latham, or even Tyler Geithner, somebody like that. But if they really did love Alt, they probably could do it. I would think they'd most likely try to trade next year picks rather than the third this year. But I also think that it's highly unlikely that they would do it unless they absolutely feel like they have to have somebody like Joe Alt. And as far as getting back into the second round, the interesting part of this is 
I've played around with this on simulators and I've looked at the draft value chart. I think the Jets could probably move up from the early part of the third round where they're sitting at number 72 and get back into the second round if they were willing to part with one of their fourth round picks. So they have the 112th pick, which gives them 70 points on the draft value chart. Now, obviously, this isn't set in stone. It's just a loose value that teams go by. But the Jets... Number 72 pick is worth 230 points, right? And I just said that their first fourth round pick is worth 70 points. So when you add those two together, it gets you to 300 points, which would be the 60th pick. Now, you might want to go a little bit higher than that. So let's say you decide, okay, we're going to go for broke. We're really going to take a swing. We are going to take our third rounder. We're going to take our fourth and we're going to take next year's fourth and we're going to package that all together and move up a little bit more in the draft and get to like number 50 something like that or if you're really feeling froggy you could take that third round pick and you could take both fourth round picks so what that would do is give you an additional 66 points to bring you to 366 and at that point you're looking at something closer to the 53rd pick so there are a lot of ways you could play this you could also obviously think about trading the future first round pick which is something I wouldn't do because I'd want to protect myself in case there's an absolute disaster like there was this past year with Aaron Rodgers getting hurt you never know what could happen especially with a 41 year old quarterback so the way I would probably play it is I would be looking to use my third and my first fourth round pick to move up. If I needed to leverage a mid-round pick next year to move up a little bit more, like I said, into the 50s, I would consider doing that. The only way I would consider a huge jump all the way to the beginning of the second round is if there was an offensive lineman that I absolutely love that fell way further than I was expecting. Then maybe you make a move like that. Glenn, I know you disagree with me. You'd be willing to trade next year's first. I just can't do that if I'm the Jets because we just saw what happened with Aaron Rodgers getting hurt and I can't take that level of risk again, especially if, let's say, Rodgers gets hurt And then he ends up calling it a career. And now you get yourself a really high pick that you can't even use to try and draft a quarterback or get another really important piece at the top of the draft. So there are a couple of ways that you could go. But I think if you're going to trade into the second round, that's how you would do it. Of course, the other way that you could do it is let's say you trade out of that first round pick at number 10 and you don't get a second round pick in the deal. Let's say you move down from like 10 to 13 and you get a third rounder to move down. You still get your tackle. You have the extra third rounder. Well, now that gives you that extra third to play with. So maybe then you package those two third rounders together to go up into the second round. So there's a couple of ways you could approach this. What do you think, Glenn? Yeah, I I don't see a scenario where the Jets should trade up, especially for a tackle. I mean, if you need a tackle, there's going to be one on the board at 10. There's going to be one on the board at 15, and there might be one on the board at 20. Like, this is a deep, deep tackle class. Even receiver, you know, those are probably the two biggest areas that the Jets need to address. Staying at 10, you're going to get a good one at either of those positions. You just, without a second rounder, you can't pick sixth and then not pick again until, you know, you're well into the hundreds, you know, or until you're beyond pick 100 if you give up that if you give up that third that means the jets are picking sixth and 112th um that this team needs too much help to go out and do something like that. especially again yes absolutely if this was a one tackle class where you're looking at it and saying the drop off from the first guy to the second or not even the drop off forget that 
If you're just looking at it and saying there is not a starting caliber tackle that we can get at 10, we need to move up if we want one, then I could get on board with it. But that's just not the case here. You can get a tackle at 10. You can get a receiver at 10. Stay put. If anything, trade down and add picks because, again, as I said, you can still get a tackle after trading down. And there's a lot of really good options at receiver in that sort of second, third round range with guys like Roman Wilson, Ricky Pierce, all like there's some good guys out there. So I would be looking to move down if I was to Jets. Trading up wouldn't be an option. And adding picks, obviously, is, is what they, they've got to do at this point. The scenario for trading back up to the second round, you you sort of outlined it perfectly. I was looking at the draft chart just yesterday, and that I, I kind of was looking at the uh, at that 52nd, 53rd pick, the Rams, the Eagles. I think that's where the Jets may be able to you know, to move up to if they choose to do that. I would rather, as you said, I'm, I'm okay with trading next year's picks. And just to be clear, this probably the first time as a fan I've ever said that. Like, I hate, 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 hate trading future picks. But I'm looking at this as this is the all-in two-year window, get all hands on deck now. Like, even we've talked about trading that next year's one as as if we're losing a pick, but you're just making that pick a year early. You're getting a starting player this year and getting two years of that player working with Aaron Rodgers versus getting one year of him with Rodgers um, ne- you know, next year. Is there some risk involved? Absolutely. Rodgers could get hurt again. Rodgers could retire early. But you know what? All that does is put the Jets where they've been for much of the last 35, 40 years, not having a quarterback. We've been there. We have a quarterback now. Let's take advantage of that very small window. I should also say, Glenn, that if the Jets trade back into the second round, yeah, you would like them to get a second tackle. But if it's just a really good offensive lineman and it's not a tackle, it's a guard or a center, I'd be fine with that, too. For example, if they traded back into the second round and grabbed Cedric Van Pran, the center from Georgia, and let's say yep. in the first round they got Fuaga or Latham, it works for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And what what a tandem that would be. Van Pran and Fuaga. I mean, those are two ultra physical guys, tone setting type blockers. I would I would this this class is just so ridiculous with offensive line. You you, you can't they they can't find a way to screw this up. This it's funny though, you think back, this is sort of akin to the the wide receiver class of, of the Idzik twelve where John Idzik literally drafted the only three receivers in that class that didn't have a catch that year, which the odds on that must be fifty billion to one, but he pulled it off. Along the lines of what you're saying, the strong tackle class, Tim asks, based on what Daniel Jeremiah said in his conference call talking about wide receivers and offensive linemen as it pertains to the Jets, do you think that even if a wide receiver that the Jets really like dropped to 10, it would be a better idea for the Jets to draft an offensive lineman at 10 and wait on the receiver till the third round? For anybody that missed it, Daniel Jeremiah said that he feels a lot better about the third round wide receivers than he does about the third round tackles. He also named a couple of wide receivers that he thinks could very well be available in the third round for the Jets to get. And he named three guys that I like quite a bit. Malachi Corley, who I haven't been able to shut up about, the wide receiver from Western Kentucky. His nickname is the Yak God. Roman Wilson from Michigan, another guy that I really like, think could be a contributor day one. And Florida's Ricky Pearsall, who I think is also a really good wide receiver and would be a great pick in the third round. It's really tough to say before the draft a blanket statement about what they should do position-wise because even if you would say nine out of ten times they should take an offensive lineman, there's always going to be a situation where if somebody falls that you're not expecting, you might have to take that person just because you think he's too good. 
Now, I'm not saying he's going to fall, and I'm not even saying I think he falls in this category. But let's just say the Jets think that Malik Neighbors is this all-world prospect, and somehow he falls into their lap at number 10. At that point, if they don't have any offensive linemen that are graded anywhere near Malik Neighbors, they do need a wide receiver. Maybe they pull the trigger, take Malik Neighbors, and then try to figure out a way, like we said, Glenn, back into the second round to get their tackle there. I think all things equal, you take an offensive lineman at 10 or if you trade down a little bit, but there's always going to be a scenario where there's a player that you just can't pass up. However, I do think in general, looking at the talent in this particular draft, that it would probably be a better move to draft a tackle with your first round pick and wait on a receiver until later. I wouldn't even be averse to taking two offensive linemen with the first two picks that the Jets have. My buddy Walter Cherpinski at WalterFootball.com has the Jets taking Olu Fashanu from Penn State at 10 and Patrick Paul from Houston at 72. If the board broke that way, I'd be thrilled with that, and they can worry about receiver later. But I also think that if the Jets' strategy is that they want to come out of this with a wide receiver who can make an impact right away and a tackle who can make an impact right away, you're much more likely to have that happen if you draft the tackle early and wait a little on the receiver than vice versa. Yeah, I did see that quote from Jeremiah and wholly agree, and that's kind of off what I said a few minutes ago, right? There, There is some really, really good depth. I think you're going to get some day one starters or at the very least some heavy rotational guys that are going to contribute at receiver in that second and third round. And while I've said, I think, I think you can go back as far as 35 or 40, I think, and still get a starting lineman at some position, whether it's a, a, a Van Pran or uh, a Zach Zinter, who will probably go later because of his injury, really. But Zach Frazier, uh, is more, you know, these interior guys, but you have tackles, you've got Paul, who you mentioned. You've got a lot of guys where you're going to find starting caliber guys. But I think once you get outside 35, 40 with the tackles, it's going to be really, it's going to be a lot tougher than it's going to be with the receivers where you're going to get those impact guys late second, early third, perhaps even beyond that, because you always have these these small school guys, and especially at receiver, right? I remember it was probably four or five years ago when it was another really deep class, and I remember um, Eric DaCosta saying, teams are going to find starting receivers in this draft in round five and beyond. Um, and I don't know that this class is that deep, but there are some names. There will be some players. I think the safest route would be tackle early, receiver later. Um, and that that's kind of, how, you know, like I said, I, I do agree with Jeremiah. And I think that that's the route the Jets should take. I'd be shocked if they went receiver at 10. Only way I'm considering not taking a receiver or a tackle at 10 is if it's Brock Bowers. And we've talked about this, Scott. He can be a receiver. He can be a tight end. He can be an inline blocker. He helps your game in so many different ways that a traditional receiver wouldn't that I couldn't fault the Jets for grabbing him. You take care of people. Let H&R Block take care of your taxes. Have the specially trained tax pros at Block Advisors by H&R Block find you every available credit and deduction and save up to 30% compared to the cost of a typical accountant, plus 100% accuracy guaranteed. Visit blockadvisors.com slash caregiver today to get started. Average savings based on national average fees for federal form 1040 plus schedule C and one state filing in the latest available 2020 survey conducted by the National Society of Accountants. Pricing may vary. See blockadvisors.com slash guarantees for full details.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from Nep Osnat. He asks, is it possible for you to explain why you like pro wrestling to people like me who can't comprehend why anyone would bother, word bother in all caps for some reason, watching a sport that is fake slash just a performance and not a real competition? I don't get it. So any television show that you watch, like, say, Game of Thrones or something like that, is not real, right? But you get emotionally invested in the characters, you get emotionally invested in the storylines, you like the action scenes, right? That's really all that it is. It's the same thing as when you watch, say, a Steven Seagal movie. I'll give you an example, Hard to Kill. What's the plot in Hard to Kill? And I don't want to spoil it, but the movie came out like 30-something years ago, so if you haven't seen it by now, I do recommend it, by the way. I liked it a lot. But basically, he's a cop who is going to bring down this corrupt politician, so the politician orders a hit on him. They try to kill him. They put him in a coma. They don't end up killing him. They kill his wife. So he's in a coma for however many years, and then he comes out of the coma, and once he comes out of the coma and rebuilds himself, 
he's got one thing on his mind, revenge, right? And so one by one, he's going to go after these guys to get to the congressman at the end. And you're waiting the whole movie to see Steven Seagal get his hands on this corrupt congressman who is played by William Sadler, right? That's all wrestling really is at its core. It's stories, it's emotional investment in characters, it's a live action drama. That's really all it is. Nobody thinks that wrestling is real the same way that nobody thinks that Game of Thrones is real or that Hard to Kill was real or that any Jean-Claude Van Damme movie was real or The Expendables was real. You could go on and on down the line. It's not really any more complicated than that. Glenn, I know you're not really as into wrestling as I am, but I'm sure you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I just I'd like to be there um, when Steven Seagal is wildly confused when he sees a little bump in his royalty checks in a couple of weeks um, as to why the hard to kill numbers saw this random bump 30 years after the fact. Um, but yeah, listen, I have my best friends in the world love wrestling. We don't I don't talk to them about it anymore because they know I don't watch it. But I do understand the appeal I get. You know, like you said, I think part of it that makes it sort of superior to you know, traditional television that I enjoy more is like seeing that live crowd reaction to what's happening in front of them. And, and it really is just acting. And I, I, you know, at some point in my life, I lost interest in it, but, um, and, and, you know, even nowadays, and I think I have mentioned this to you, Scott, I'm watching it a little bit now because, you know, I have a, a 10-year-old son, and and I know how much I loved it when I was his, his age, and he's loving it. And he's asking me a lot of questions, and I'm like, I can tell you all you need to know about, you know, the, the 90s wrestlers, but the guys now, the few names I do know, Scott, are from talking to you, and I've actually looked into going to some WWE events in London with him just because um, he's starting to really get into it. So there is some entertainment value, but the, the as a sports fan, just – whether you know yes it's fake and yes it's staged um but the athleticism like the things these guys do are absolutely like things that when when i was a kid that i watched the most incredible moves back then are like run-of-the-mill things now and it they these guys do just keep getting just like the nfl right bigger faster more agile taking more risks so there's a lot of value to it if you know you you kind of understand what it's for um it's not been my my cup of tea for the past couple decades but every now and then when i see a highlight i'm like damn these guys are pretty awesome at what they do next question comes in from say my name if he says with all this talk about bringing back old jets like jamal adams how would you feel about bringing back Leonard Williams? It would fill a need. I would imagine that Leonard Williams is going to get more than the Jets would want to shell out for an interior defensive lineman. But if you wanted to come in for what Quentin Jefferson was paid last year, yeah, I'd be all for it. I should also say that Jamal Adams front, I'm a little bit split. The Jets absolutely need a safety. He'd be an upgrade over what they have. And I know he's not the best in coverage, but still, he's a thousand times better than what we saw from Jordan Whitehead in terms of just overall quality of play. And you could probably get him on the cheap. He's going to have to sign a one-year prove-it deal most likely. But of course, there's the locker room aspect. I don't know how much the players that were here when Jamal Adams was still here would want him back. I don't know what the coaches in the front office would think about that. And ultimately, he could, of course, cause more problems if things don't go his way. We've seen that several times. I will say, though, I think the best argument for bringing Jamal Adams back, in addition to the fact that the Jets do need help at safety, is I would love to see his interactions with the Jets beat when he first came back for the introductory press conference. It'd be worth it just for that. I'd almost want the Jets to sign him just for the introductory press conference and then cut him right after that to embarrass him. It'd be kind of funny. Yeah, it's... uh... You know, I, I like your idea. If you're going to bring Jamal Adams back, I just want him back for the presser and then send him <laughs> on his way. Um, I, I've said it before, Scott. I've never seen a guy who on the football field 
no matter how you feel about Jamal Adams, um, yes, he is a liability in coverage against top end guys, but the guy is a a monster on the football field. Like I've never seen anyone that plays football the way he does on the field and then off the field is so sensitive and delicate, like can't handle criticism, can't stand to be questioned. Everything's got to be about me, me, me. I mean, listen, is there a bigger egomaniac move than nicknaming yourself the president? I mean, (laughs) that that's like sort of next level delusion of of how big of a deal you are um and that's how jamal adams sees himself it everything is about him it's always about him and he i i wouldn't want him back i think uh i think he, he would be a distraction in the locker room if things aren't going well um he doesn't handle criticism well and i think it would i think that would get ugly in a hurry Darnold, on the other hand leonard williams both very likable guys both guys you get the impression team guys who would would they have a role with this team possibly or you know they definitely would have a role but a guy like Darnold, does he contribute um nice kid but i don't know if he's the guy you want at quarterback I know we both commented recently on these this Sam Howell stuff, which I, I would love. I'm, I was a big Sam Howell guy, and he he. If you look at that Redskins offensive line last year, they may have been one of the few units on par with the Jets in terms of how bad they were. Sam Howell was sacked about a thousand times, but still had had some games where you saw him make big time NFL throws for a guy really getting his first NFL action. So I think we were starting to see his his potential play out on the field um i don't know why washington would trade him but there are those apparently who think it's a possibility i would take him over any of them given his his salary his youth his his ceiling like he's got a lot more time and 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 opportunity to grow um but Brissett wouldn't be a bad option either but what I, I wouldn't be against bringing Donald back, but i would prefer other options as far as leonard williams i, I just i don't know that the jets are going to get him at a price that would make it beneficial to both sides because they just, they don't have the cap space that they're going to need to pay what a guy like Leonard Williams is probably going to command. Glenn Naughton, editor jet nation. Thanks so much for coming on and answering some mailbag questions with me. Really appreciate it. Make sure you check out everything that Glenn's doing at JetNation.com. Check out everything we're doing at PlayLikeAJet.com, and be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes. If you haven't done that already, Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.